This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Allah wills, it's not my last time. 
It is the first masjid where when I said Assalamu Alaikum, everybody replied so loudly. Normally the reply is okay. So I will remember Indonesia because of the beautiful reply. The Prophet says, Should I not show you something if you were going to practice upon it, it would increase your love, spread the salam between you. It's a very deep explanation, but also Assalamu Alaikum and Wa Alaikum Assalam is included in that explanation. So, congratulations to you. Ten out of ten. For the reply of salam, But it is my first trip, unfortunately and very unfortunately, it is immediately after and during some great challenges which your country is going through. You know there was the situation in Lombok a few weeks ago. May Allah protect us all. Amen. Amen. May Allah make it easy for those who are struggling. Amen. May Allah help rebuild that place. Amen. May Allah strengthen the iman of those who are survivors. Amen. It's a very tough time. We need to make dua for strengthening of iman. May Allah grant jannah to those who have lost their lives. Amen. After that, we had, without expectation, Sulawesi. They call it Palu. Am I right? There was an earthquake which resulted in a tsunami and there was a more of the earthquake and then volcanic eruptions one after the other. Someone asks us, is this the punishment of Allah? I will tell you, you cannot say it is the punishment of Allah. Because some people died in salah. Is that a punishment? No, it is the rahmah of Allah. If you died in the right condition, you are going to die just like I will die. The winner is the one, not the one who stays alive forever, but the one whom when he died, Allah was happy with him. So if you die while Allah is happy with you, whether it was a volcano, whether it was an earthquake, whether it was a tsunami, whether it was cancer, whether it was a car accident, whether it was a plane crash, if Allah is happy with you, forget about how you died. It is the condition upon which you died. So if someone tells you there is adab of Allah, they do not know from Allah what it was. Jibreel did not come to them to tell them that this is adab. Jibreel did not come to them with wahi and revelation from the sky to tell them that this is the punishment of Allah. How many of us saw the video clip of the people in salah when the earthquake happened? Do you think that was the adab? وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Allah says, Allah will not punish the people for as long as Muhammad was in their midst. And then Allah says, Allah will not punish the people while they are seeking the forgiveness of Allah. 
So salah is a great ibadah of Allah. While we are in salah, if something happens, it is not the punishment of Allah, it is the rahmah of Allah. I want to ask you a question. How many of you would like to die in salah? Put up your hand. Okay, put it down. I learned one thing. Sheikh, you don't need to translate. No translation is required. They understood what I said. Am I right? Alhamdulillah. We want to die in salah. So when you're in salah, if you die, was it adab or was it rahmah of Allah? What was it? Rahmatullahi azza wa jalla. So why do we find people saying that when a natural disaster comes, volcano comes, tsunami, it is adab. It can be adab, yes. For who? For the one who is far from Allah. If you die while you are committing a sin, then there is no good news. If you die while you are committing a sin, then we cannot say that this is the rahmah of Allah. Why? Because your condition while you were dying was not a good one. May Allah give us a good death. Amen. Sheikh, I promise you, you don't need to translate. <laughs> I promise you. Okay. So Alhamdulillah. I wanted to start like this because we are going to talk of love between us, but it's important. I am coming to Indonesia the first time. I cannot ignore the fact that you have gone through a lot. When you go through one and another and a third and a fourth, it is not easy. Some people, their iman can shake if they are not so strong. It is our duty to say, don't worry my brother, don't worry my sister. We all go through different problems. The bigger the test, the bigger the reward. The big reward is with the big test. When you answer 1 plus 1 equals 2, you get a small certificate, right? Small certificate. But when you answer a huge question that takes you one hour to answer, you will get the university degree. Why? Because the big certificate, big question. The same with Allah. He tells you through the lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا اِبْتَلَاهُ When Allah loves you, He tests you. Life is all about tests. All of us seated here, all of the sisters who are here, all of the those who are watching, those who will see this later, we all have problems in our lives, all of us. The richest and the poorest, we all have problems. Because that is the nature of life. Life is all about problems. But when you have iman, Allah makes it easy for you to go through the problem. When you don't have iman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not there to help you through your problem, so you become depressed. How many of us, when we have a big problem, after that, we make hijrah, meaning we come to Allah, we start salah. Imagine if there is a person who is sinful and something happened, maybe a tsunami, maybe an earthquake, maybe a volcano, maybe a sickness, maybe something big happened to them and they, after that, they came to the masjid, they cry, they make tawbah, they turn to Allah. That was the rahmah of Allah. He loved
loves you so much that he did something to you which brought you back to him before you died. Allahu Akbar. It is the gift of Allah. Don't think it is bad for you. It is good for you. So the hadith says, the bigger the test, the bigger the reward. My brothers and sisters of Indonesia, your tests are very, very big. So the reward, inshallah, will be even bigger by the will of Allah. We, from my part of the country, of the world, in southern Africa, MashaAllah, tabarakallah. We have tried our best. Whenever we hear something happened in Indonesia, Wallahi, some of our brothers and sisters, they contribute and they send whatever they can to, to this country. But I have learned something today. All of us sitting here in Jakarta, if we take out a little bit from our pocket, a little bit from our pocket, it's enough for the people who are struggling. Because we are so many in number. If today in this masjid, mashallah, we are in a large number. I was expecting 10 or 20 people. But alhamdulillah, it's Allah. I told the sheikh, I said, Wallahi, we don't come for numbers. He who comes for numbers did not come for Allah. We are here for Allah. The message, I don't want you to become close to me. No, I am not a politician. Politicians, they call towards themselves, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. No, vote for Allah. I am here not for me, I am here for Allah. I am going to tell you, don't turn to me, turn to Allah. So even if there are two people or five or ten, I'm a happy man. But we see large numbers. If every one of us have to take out a small amount, we can sort out the rebuilding of those areas that are affected by all the disasters that are affected. May Allah make it easy for us. Amen. 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 So don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. A lot of goodness. We love one another for the sake of Allah. I lived in Medina Munawwara for many years as a student. And I used to see the hujjaj coming in from Indonesia. Calm, cool, relaxed. They can sit for 10 hours and they are still smiling. <laughs> and I used to be amazed because from other countries they are a little bit hot. I don't want to mention names because when you say good things, you can say the name. When you say bad things, don't say the name. Just leave it. But it's a good lesson. And today I'm happy to sit here. You know what? I'm learning something. It is hot. It is humid. It is tough. It is difficult. For me, subhanallah, it's a learning experience to see people still sitting and calm and relaxed. I was sending a message to one of my team members outside saying, I make dua for the sisters who came here today. May Allah bless them with Jannatul Firdaus. The reason is they are sitting outside in the heat, in a tent, and it's hot and they are sweating and sweltering. Why did they come? They came for Allah. They want the calmness of the heart. They want to get close to Allah. This is solidarity. This is the love for the sake of Allah. How do you know me if you know me? Can I tell you? You only know me because I talk about Allah and His Rasul and Islam. The deen. 
That's why you know me. That's why some of you who know me are here today. If I was anything else, you would not know me. And I would not know you. So that is solidarity. What brings me together with you? La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah That's what brings me and you together. That is the shahada. The hadith says the power of this shahada is such that if you were to put it on one side of the scale and you are to put 99 files of sins on the other side of the scale, that La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be heavier and stronger than the 99 files full of sin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us jannah. So my sisters, congratulations to you. If I had it in my hand, I would be extending this place and placing freezing cold air conditions so that we can sit here in comfort. But I want to tell you, when you have made a greater effort, Allah gives you a greater reward. May Allah reward us all. Amen. Now, let me mention the second thing. So that's why I started off by saying, Alhamdulillah ala kumihad. Praise Allah, every condition. You are going through hardship, Alhamdulillah. You are going through ease, Alhamdulillah. Do not let your ease drive you away from Allah. Just like you should not let your difficulty drive you away from Allah. Some people when they are very rich, very powerful, very high, they turn away from Allah because they forget Allah. Some people when they are very poor, when they are suffering, when they have a sickness, when the sickness is not going, they turn away from Allah. Allah says, don't do that. Whether you are sick or healthy, praise Allah. Whether you are rich or poor, praise Allah. Whether you are powerful or not, praise Allah. Alhamdulillahi ala The winner is not the one who had or did not have in the dunya. The winner is the one who praised Allah so that they can have the hereafter Jannatul Firdaus. May Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus. Secondly, we have two things that we need to remember. Al-Khaliqu and Al-Makhluqu. There are two things in existence. There is the Creator and the Created. Whatever is not the Creator is the creature of the Creator. Right? So, I have two duties. One is Hukukullah and one is Hukukul Ibad. Remember this. I have two duties, the rights of Allah and I have the rights for everyone else. Why do I have the rights for everyone else? I can tell you why. Because everyone else was made by the same Allah who made me. If I think I am important because Allah made me, they think they are important because Allah made them. And we are all important because Allah made us. I am not the only one who is important. If Allah did not want me or you, He would not make you and He would not make me. But He wanted you and He wanted me. Even if I am different from you in race, in color, in belief, I need to fulfill your rights. 
I will get to that in a few minutes. But let me start off by speaking about Allah, the right of Allah, number one. We know that. We worship Allah and we worship Him alone. And we don't render any act of worship for anyone besides Allah. Because when we say La ilaha illallah, what is the meaning? It means La ma'buda bihaqqin illallah. There is no one worthy of worship besides Allah. That is the answer, that is the translation. So if I say there is no one worthy of worship besides Allah, why should I worship someone besides Allah? That is something very important, remember that. It is the primary duty unto Allah. Secondly, part of your duty unto Allah is to follow the messengers whom Allah sent to you to guide you, to me to guide me. If the president of this country sends you a message, you will be so happy, mashallah. And the messenger who comes, you will honor him, you will respect him, but you will take the message and you will read it and you take it seriously. You are a VIP, so the president sent you a message, mashallah. Allah is the creator of entire creation. If he sent you a message, you need to respect the messenger and you need to adopt the message. So remember that. When I worship Allah, I will do it the way Muhammad taught me in a nice beautiful way. I will listen and I will adopt. That is my right to Allah. Now let's talk about my right to everyone else. Allah created pigs. Pigs. Is a pig a good animal? Where halal? Or it is, it, is it not halal? What is it? Is it halal or haram? A pig? Haram. Why did Allah make the pig? If it is haram. Did Allah tell you, go out and torture all the pigs in the dunya? Did He say that? Go out and hurt the pigs, harm them, kill them. Did Allah say that? No. Allah said, don't eat it. Don't trade in it. Leave it out. You know, dogs, for example. Let's give you even another example. Snakes, lions. I come from a country full of lions. I come from a country full of elephants. Maybe we have one of the largest population of elephants in the world, in my country. Yes, possible. Elephants, big, big people. Right? MashaAllah. Why did Allah make these animals? There is a reason. Allah made all these animals. There is a reason. I want to teach you something about love and solidarity. Listen carefully. You know a dog in Islam. We are Muslims. You are only allowed to have a dog for certain reasons. If it is a guard dog, if it is a farming dog, if it is a blind man's dog, few reasons. If it is a farming dog, you can. Few reasons. But your relationship with the dog as a Muslim is limited. It is governed by something, right? Which means if the dog touches you, there is a ruling. If it licks you, there is another ruling and so on. That's not my topic. But it's a difficult situation. However, do you know there is a hadith 
The Prophet says there was a man who was very thirsty in the desert, hot day, maybe more than this day, hot day. He was very thirsty, he was walking in the desert, he needed water, there was no water. Suddenly he saw a well. When he saw the well, he looked, there was no bucket, no bucket. So what did he have to do? He had to go in the well. So he went down, it's dangerous. To go down the well is dangerous. He went down the well. He drank water and he came back up. When he came back up, he wanted to maybe go home, whatever it was, he was going. As he came out and he was deciding to continue, فَإِذَا كَلْبٌ يَأْكُلُ مِنَ الْعَطَشِ He saw a dog. What did he see? A dog. He saw a dog. When you see a dog on the street, what do you do? Run away in another direction. Right? Before the dog says, woof, woof, you are gone. Right? Dog is dog. You may say, Astaghfirullah and you run away. Right? A'udhu Billah. Going. He saw the dog. It was a hot day, he saw the dog sniffing into the dust and the sand in order to try and lick a little bit of liquid, find something, because it was very, very thirsty. So he said, This dog is very thirsty, as thirsty as I was before I went down to drink my water. Let me go back down fetch water. I told you it was dangerous. It's dangerous to go inside a well. If I tell you, brother, here is a well, go inside. Right? You cannot go down the well. It's dangerous. He, no one told him to go. No one was watching him from human beings. No one was watching him. He said, let me go down in the well. He went down in the well. There was no bucket. What to do? What can I do? There is no bucket. He took his shoe out. Al-Khuf, it is like a leather sock that they wear. He took it out. He filled it with water. Can I ask you, brother, can you please go and fill your shoe with water and bring it back? <laughs> Will you fill it? No, I won't. Will you fill your shoe with water? For a dog? Not even for a human being. Subhanallah. Maybe not even for your wife. Stop it. Stop it. May Allah forgive us. Fill your shoe. You say, no, 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 no. I don't want to fill it. He filled his shoe with water. He brought it back up. He went near to the dog. He made the dog drink the water. Allahu Akbar. Who was watching? Allah. Allah says, I love the compassion of this man so much that I forgive his sins, he can go to Jannah. Why? Because he was showing compassion to a creature of Allah which was a dog. There was no doubt about his niyyah. His niyyah was to please Allah. That's why there was a dog. If there was a pretty girl, maybe the niya was going to be faulty, right? If there was a rich man, maybe the niya was going to be a problem. 
If there was a bird or a peacock, maybe people were going to say, Ah, lovely bird, let me go, get water. No, there was a dog. You and I would run away from the dog. The man went down and he got the water. He came back, Allah says, I forgive. I want to tell you the most powerful point about solidarity. If Allah gave Jannah to a man who showed compassion to a dog, what do you think Allah will give you and I if we show compassion to another human being? You understand what I'm saying? If you show compassion to a dog, you will get Jannah. If you show compassion to a human being, you will get more than that. You want the mercy of Allah? You need to understand what your relationship should be with the creatures of Allah. Why did Allah make you? Why did He make me? Because I will get Jannah through my akhlaq, my character. Some people make a very big mistake. They think that piety is only hukukullah. The rights of Allah. So they read salah five times a day. They will sow fast every other day. They are fasting. They are reading Quran every other day. Adhkar every day. But the mouth is bad. They swear. They cheat. They deceive. They abuse. They are vulgar. They maltreat. The heart is dirty because they are jealous. They have dirt, they have hatred, they have enmity, they have envy. The heart is dirty. How can you go to Jannah when you have lost out one whole chunk of the deen? Islam is not only hukukullah. When the Prophet ﷺ was asked the question by the Sahaba they asked him, O oh Messenger, peace be upon him, please tell us what are the qualities of the people who are going to go to Jannah? Those people in Jannah, what are the qualities that will make them go into Jannah? He said, Taqwallahi wa husnul khuluqi, Hukukullahi hukukul ibadi. Taqwallahi, the consciousness of Allah, Taqwa, your piety. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Oh you who believe, be conscious of Allah. How many times do we hear, اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Be conscious of Allah, but together with the consciousness of Allah, develop your akhlaq, develop your character, your conduct, your compassion, your love for one another. Don't mess your heart up with hate. We will be different. I will not agree with you on 100 points, maybe 90 points, 10 points, maybe I disagree. Does that mean I must hate you and fight you and kill you and harm you and do everything? No, I will disagree. Maybe we can discuss it. Maybe I can present to you what I agree and you can present to me what you are convinced by. We might come to agree on 95 out of 100. Five more. 
maybe we might not so does it mean that you must start hating and hurting and abusing and disuniting my brothers my sisters today in the muslim world and alhamdulillah i have traveled quite a lot the destruction is not from outside it is from inside the destruction is not from outside it is from inside shaitan knows that the numbers are too big so he wants to make us divide you have one group you become two from two you become four from four you become 40 from 40 you become 400 from 400 you become 4000 different groups each one is calling to his own person at person they are no longer calling to allah we are calling to a small group or organization that we belong to that's it My ustad is my ustad. That's it. He is the only one who has the key to judgment. The others, they have a fake key. <laughs> my brothers, that is the truth. People think that way, but it's wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. This one says that one is not going to jannah. That one says the other ones are not going to jannah. All of them say those are not going to jannah. Then jannah will be empty. <laughs> who is going to go to jannah? I want to tell you Jannah is not yours or mine it is Allah's So Allah is Ghafoor Rahim Rahman Wadud Subhanallah Worship Allah alone you will see what will happen You will be surprised when you go to Jannah Ah what is this guy doing here I didn't think he was going to make it here Subhanallah You will be surprised to see lots of people in Jannah and Firdaus. May Allah give us Jannah. Amen. Amen. Learn to love one another for the sake of Allah. Show compassion. Reach out to the elderly, the old. Don't worry. Look, I want to tell you. In Islam, there is something known as Hukukul Jar. You know what is the Jar? Jar means your neighbor, Jiran. Allah tells you you have to fulfill the right of your neighbor you must be a good neighbor no disturbance no harm you must help you must reach out when you cook sometimes you must cook more send it to your neighbor etc 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 la zala jibril yusini bil jari hatta banantu annahu yuwarithuhu the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says jibril alayhi salam told me so many times about to being careful about the rights of the neighbor until i thought maybe he will make him an heir when we die so the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said even if your neighbor is a non muslim even if your neighbor is a non muslim he has the rights of the neighbor If he is a Muslim, he has more rights. If he is a Muslim and a relative, he has even more rights. But they all have rights. Okay. So if your neighbor who is not a Muslim has the rights, how come we who are Muslimin who say La ilaha illallah, we say Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? We have so much of hatred with each other, like we have no rights for each other. Khalas, you are going to Jahannam, going to Jahannam, going to Jahannam. The last time someone said they are all going to Jahannam, I told the brother, "Don't worry. It's only those who are in Jahannam who know who is there." And the 
He's already there. If he thinks he saw someone there, he's there. That's why he said, it's like a young man. If he comes to you, he says, what were you doing in the nightclub? You tell him, how do you know? What were you doing there? <laughs> so may Allah forgive us. Amen. May Allah guide us. Wallahi, my beloved brothers, my sisters, this solidarity that we so desperately need is something that we cannot do without. We have to have it. You know, when there is a disaster outside, car accident, may Allah protect us. Let's look at anything. When you see something like that happening, as a human being, it's your duty to try to help. You don't say, brother, how much money do you have? He, no answer, leave him, don't help him. Is that what Islam teaches you? Oh, that man, he's not very light in color. Leave him. He's okay. He's very dark. It's okay. He can die. Is that what Islam teaches you? Oh, he comes from the south. We come from the north. We cannot marry each other. So leave him. Let him die. How? Right? This is wrong. When someone is struggling, even an animal that is suffering, we are supposed to help. I ask you a question. If a man is drowning and the dog is drowning, who do you save? Who do you save? Both. The answer is both. But who do you start with? The man. That is Islam. Islam says if the man is dying or drowning and the dog is drowning, your intention is to save both, but you start with the man. Once he's okay, you go for the dog. You will have a reward. So we are taught to care for animals. You cannot harm an animal. One lady, Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, she was entered into hellfire because of her maltreatment of a cat. She was abusing the cat. So Allah says she will go into hellfire. What about us? We abuse the people around us. We swear those who work for us. We swear our family members, our in-laws, our children, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, whoever else, we swear them in the masjid, in another masjid. So what? My brother, this is a masjid. It is the house of Allah. The masjid, wherever else across the road, there might be a masjid. It is also the house of Allah. If I don't agree with five factors of theirs, and they don't agree with five factors of mine, it doesn't make us those who should hate each other to the degree that we don't fulfill the rights of each other. Shaitan wants us to dislike each other so that your might is gone. <laughs> Do not dispute amongst one another because if you do that, you are going to lose your might, your power as an ummah will be gone. It will be gone. You will be unsuccessful. Al-fashal means to be unsuccessful. Allah says, Wasbiru, bear patience because Allah is with those who bear patience. If you have a problem with your son, what will you do? 
you will try to talk to him, you will explain to him, you will sit with him, you will make dua for him, you will convince him, you will do whatever you can to try and convince him and help him and talk to him. Well, we are all brothers and sisters and sons and daughters of one another. That's what we are. So let's learn to be compassionate. Allah made us differently. What convinces me totally might not convince you at all. Something else has convinced you completely. My duty is to convey what I believe clearly. You might want to convey what you believe clearly. You know what? At the end of the day, Allah has kept a day of judgment to judge the people. Don't confuse da'wah. Don't confuse da'wah with anything else. Da'wah means to call people to goodness. Da'wah is not done via hatred. Never. When Allah sent Musa alayhi salam, who was the best of the time, to the Pharaoh Fir'aun, who was the worst of the time, Allah told them, Go to them, go to Fir'aun, speak to him, calm, soft words, speak to him with soft, polite, beautiful words. Maybe he will remember and come back. When you give da'wah to someone, are you better than Musa? Are you better than Musa alayhi salam? No. The man you are talking to or the woman, can they be worse than Fir'aun? So, if you are not better than Musa alayhi salam, and they are not worse than Fir'aun, then you need to speak to them with more leniency. You understand? Nobody on earth today is worse than Fir'aun. Fir'aun used to say, مَا عَلِمْتُ لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرِي Oh my people, I don't know another God for you besides me. He says, أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْنَى I am the highest God. Fir'aun, he was the worst of the Lord. Subhanallah. Today who you are going to talk to is not as bad as Fir'aun. So watch your tongue. Watch your heart. Why are you giving the da'wah? Is it for your sake or your sheikh's sake or for the sake of Allah? If you are giving for the sake of Allah, you will learn to love and to have concern and to be soft and to keep trying and to keep repeating. No need for hatred. You keep trying and you try until you die. Allah says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَغُ وَعَلَيْنَ الْحِسَابُ You convey the message, we will take the account. Why do we think we are more important than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? I know, khalas. Someone greets you, salamu alaykum. Just, they just look at him. <laughs> like they didn't hear. Greet back. No, this guy's a munafiq. What type of a munafiq? Did you see his heart? The only one who knows the heart is Allah. Greet the people, humble down. Shaytan comes to the knowledgeable as well to make them think that I am better than everyone else. That is the same sickness that was the result of the curse of Shaytan. I spoke about it at the beginning of my talk. Shaytan comes to the knowledgeable as well. In fact, in a strong way, in disguise, every day you need to ask yourself, 
how did shaitan come to me today? If a few days passed and you don't know, you need help. Because shaitan comes to me, he comes to you. And a lot of the times when he knows you read five salah, you know a lot about Islam, you are half of the Quran, you are the, he comes in another way. He spoils your heart. He makes you start belittling people. لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال حبة من خردل من كبر. None of you will enter Jannah. No one who will enter Jannah in whose heart there is a mustard seed's weight worth of pride. So the companions asked the Prophet ﷺ. They said, "O Messenger, we love our clothing. We love our conveyance." Because someone might think when you see a guy with nice clothes, maybe that is pride. The Prophet ﷺ says, that is not pride. Pride is baturul haqti wa ghamtun nasi. When you reject the truth after it is clear, and you know it's the truth, and you reject it. And when you despise the people, when you belittle people, when you mock at the people, that is pride. If I am driving the latest car, I have the latest perfume, I have the best clothes, but I am humble, I greet the people, I am talking to them, I read salah, I am okay, I don't like to despise anyone, I don't mock anyone, I don't walk with a chip on my shoulder, there is nothing wrong. Maybe Allah gave me wealth, alhamdulillah. I paid my zakat, more than the zakat, alhamdulillah. Make dua for the wealthy. That Allah keep them humble and use that wealth in a good cause. May Allah make us all millionaires. MashaAllah, that was a loud amen. <laughs> but I heard in rupiahs a million is not too much. Huh? No. <laughs> May Allah make us all millionaires in gold bars. May Allah protect us. So my brothers and sisters, you see, it's important for us to hold together as an ummah. I told you the destruction we are witnessing throughout the Muslim world is more from inside than from outside. Look at our countries. You can name them. The wars that are happening, you can name the wars. You know, I don't need to say the countries. All of them, they are suffering at the hands of one another. Do not allow that to happen to you. That's why I am here today to tell you that message. Don't allow hatred to creep in your heart. When you are a good Muslim, the sign of goodness of your iman is that your heart becomes soft. A sign that you are close to Allah is that your heart is soft. You are not harsh and hard and hard-hearted and wretched. No, you are calm, you are soft. Your nature is good, your words are beautiful. Your approach is amazing. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكِ فَاعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ وَشَامِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is because of the mercy of Allah that you are lenient towards those around you. You know what that verse means? When you are lenient to those around you, it is a sign that Allah is having mercy on you. 
Do you want to know if Allah's mercy is with you? You need to ask yourself, is my heart lenient? If it is lenient, Allah says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ Because of the mercy of Allah upon you, so you are lenient. When you are harsh, hard-hearted, it is a sign that there is a lack of the mercy of Allah. So those of us who want to have a bad mouth, a bad heart, dirty heart, you know, in Islam, we are taught to have something known as husnul dhan. Husnul dhan is one of the primary qualities of a Muslim. The problem with us today, we have more su'ul dhan than husnul dhan. We think evil about others before we think good about them. When you see a man running away out of the masjid at the time of salah, your duty is to force yourself to think good things. Maybe his wife is delivering a baby, he's running out. Maybe he has a nosebleed. Maybe there is something wrong. Maybe there is an emergency. Maybe he needs the toilet. Maybe. That is called Hushman Khan. But we say, Astaghfirullah, Munafiq Kafir He's running out of the masjid time for salah. Audhu billah. When the brother comes back the next day and he says, Salaam alaikum, he says, Audhu Salam, this guy, Salam. How can I salam him? He was running out of... But you don't know. That is the sign your heart is dirty, my brother. Your heart is very dirty. Husnul please, you are Muslim. Don't worry. But when you see the man drinking alcohol, and he tells you, I was only tasting, A'udhu Billah, that's wrong, that's wrong. We cannot do that. May Allah, we make dua. So why am I speaking about alcohol? Because my brothers and sisters, when you see someone doing a sin live in front of you, I'm not talking of stories. Stories, we have another disease. But when you see someone live in front of you doing a sin, Number one, make to after him. Allah Akbar. Oh Allah, help him. Oh Allah, guide him. Oh Allah, oh Allah, help her. Oh Allah, guide her. Oh Allah, help her to take this sin away. Then if you can, you talk to them. My brother, my sister, it's not a good thing. Try to leave it for the sake of Allah. And then you can go away. What did you do? Did you expose them? Today, we are living in the age of Instagram. We are living in the age of internet. When you see someone commit a sin, Oh, you want to tell the whole world, look what I saw. Are you a mu'min? Are you a mu'min? If you are a believer, you will want to change the person the same way you want to change your son, your daughter, your own father or mother. You will not want to expose them. This is your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister. Remember, don't become happy to expose someone. Man satara musliman, satarahu Allahu fi dunya wal ukhra. Whoever covers a believer and covers their faults, that doesn't mean you don't correct them. You can tell them in a nice way. You start, you make a dua. It shows your heart is clean. Secondly, you tell them in a very nice way. My brother, not a good thing. Leave it for the sake of Allah. What did I do? I told them in a nice way. But if I say, Allah, you are going to Jahannam. How many of us have committed sins in the past? All of us. 
Still we make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We are human. When I make a mistake, I want you to correct me, please. Because I love you and you must love me. And I want Jannah for you and for me. So this is the thing that we should not go around displaying things. Let me explain. When a person commits a sin nowadays, we forward the message. We forward the rumor, allegation. It's not even true. It's just an allegation. No evidence of it. And we are forwarding it all over the show, getting excited. Oh, you know this person? Did you see they committed zina? Did you see the zina? No. Did they commit it? It's just a WhatsApp message. Did, did someone give them a fair trial? Did they listen to both sides? Did they see? No, nothing happened. But who is spreading it? You and I. We just forward the message. And then someone says, you forwarding it? Yes, I forward as received. Forward it as received. Why do we do this? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us. Amen. We need to learn to eradicate these bad habits. I have spoken for longer than I thought I would speak. Mashallah. It is the barakah of Indonesia. And the love of the brothers and the sisters out there. My sisters, I apologize for having kept you out in the tent, in the heat, sweating. While I kept on talking and talking, you must be thinking, when is he going to finish? <laughs> so inshallah, I will finish now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. May Allah unite us as an ummah. May Allah grant us love and the ability to clean the heart. My brothers and sisters, salah alone. Yes, it is a pillar of Islam. But with that, you need to make sure that your akhlaq is also in order. Your character, your conduct, your heart needs to be good and clean. You need to know your relationship with others.